The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so glad to be back here with you guys this week. My sister Amy and I, we just got back from Dallas, Texas, where we spent three days at Texas Coffee School learning how to open a coffee shop. Our church is opening a coffee shop in a small town not too far from from where we live, and we're trying to help with that. So we had three intense days of learning all about coffee and all about opening a coffee shop. And it was really good. It was definitely worth the time and the investment. But wow, it was a lot. And so we're having to kind of decompress before we sit down and, and take the next step forward. But we got back on Monday. Um, and really enjoyed that. I just enjoyed spending time with her and we don't get to do that a lot. And so that was a blessing, but I missed my family and we got back on Monday and now my husband and I are leaving on Thursday because we had something planned for months this coming weekend. So after this, I think it's going to calm down. I hate to say that too loud because you know how that is, but hopefully after this coming weekend, Things will calm down, but I think sports are starting. I think soccer is starting back. So, so it's not like we'll be bored or anything, but, but, um, maybe it'll feel a little more manageable. Um, I'd much rather drive to soccer than drive in Dallas. Let me tell you. Um, what got us through that, that was GPS, my sister's navigation and prayer. So, um, there's no place like home, right? I wanted to come today and just share with you my thoughts. I'm going to keep it short because um, it's late and I am spent, but I didn't want to miss a week. I told you I was going to try really hard to be faithful. And so here I am. But I was you know, praying and thinking, what could I share? And I just want to share something simple with you today. Um, I was I was having devotion today with my son, Caleb. We I homeschool him. He's my only student left. Everybody else has moved on to to high school. And I have just so enjoyed this time with him. But I felt like he's gotten very little of me lately because I've been on the go so long. So today we sit down and we always start our time together with a, a, a short devotional. And I read from the book of Luke. And, you know, so true. So many times in my homeschool journey, I found that when I think I'm sitting down with my children to teach my children, the Lord is actually teaching me. 
You know, when I think that I'm helping them, it's really God's doing something in me. And this morning, as we sat down to read, we were reading in the book of Luke, and we're reading the first chapter where the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her, this is what God has planned for your life. You know, he is going to send his son to you. You are going to carry the son of God. And she said, of course, how, how on earth is this possible? You know, I'm not married. I don't know a man. Um, she was engaged or betrothed, but she wasn't, she, she wasn't married. And the angel said, the spirit of the Lord is going to come on you. And he's going to overshadow you and you will have this, this son and he will rule his people and his reign will never end. And she simply said, be it unto me according to your word. And that is such a powerful verse. And I, I think sometimes, you know, we, we, we just, we, we, you know, we, we've played this out in, you know, in church so many years, right? We've done the nativity and, you know, we, we know the story. But, you know, sometimes we just need to stop and think, you know, what, what does this mean? And I think Mary is just awesome. You know, I think when I hear her story, she, she was probably very young and God had chosen her for an assignment, a very important assignment. And she was going to have his very son in her arms to love, to protect, to teach. And he knew he could trust her. He knew she was the one, right? She was the one that he could trust that if he gave her this very important assignment, that she would do it well. And she'd do it with all of her heart. And you know, I know she had to have a million questions, but she just said, be it unto me according to your word. And in that acceptance, she was accepting so much more than just Jesus. She was accepting a very hard life. You know, being a mom, any mom, especially a mom who's carrying the son of God, but any mom, we, it is not an easy job. And it's not designed to be an easy job. You know, I remember years ago, you know, praying and and, and I was going through a, a, a particularly difficult time. And, you know, and I remember, you know, at praying and thinking, you know, what, finally, I just res, I just resigned that this is just hard. This is just hard. There's just no way around it. Right. And somehow it got easier. And I think that stuck with me. I think, you know, sometimes when we're, when we think things should be easy, they feel extremely hard. But when we just resign and say, Hey, this is hard, you know, and this is the way it's supposed to be. It's not like something strange has happened to me. Then it gets easier because our expectations have lined up and we understand this is hard and get to work, you know, and, and I, I just, I look at Mary and I see here when she says this, when she says yes, yes to the Lord, yes to the angel for the assignment that God had given her. You know, she was, she was, she knew this is a huge assignment because who is going to believe her, right? I mean, Joseph didn't even believe her. God, by his grace, sent an angel to Joseph to tell him, yes, this is me. Marry her. It's 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 me. But everybody didn't get an angel. 
You know, she had people who who judged, who pointed, who criticized. You know, she she gave not only her her life, her commitment, but her reputation. You know, she trusted God that when everybody else is judging me as being unfaithful, that he knows I'm being faithful. And his opinion of her meant more to her than anybody else's. I'm sure it hurt. I'm sure it was not easy. But she put her love of God first, her assignment from him first, above even her own comfort. You know, she had a hard life. Think about it. You know, she immediately, before even the baby comes, she has to take this long trek with Joseph to Bethlehem. And then she has this baby in a manger, in a stall, you know, in a, in a stable. And I can only imagine, you know, we, we, we glorified at Christmas, but I'm sure it was anything but, but glorious. And so she has this, this child, you know, she, they, they take this baby to the temple and dedicate this baby. And a prophet there tells her, you know, you know, recognizes this is the Lord's Messiah, but a sword is going to pierce your own heart. Now, this is not going to be easy. This is going to be soul wrenching. And then a couple of years later, they say it's a couple of years later before the before the wise men show up in Bethlehem. And then she has to run. They have to flee to Egypt because Herod is trying to kill the baby. And, you know, she's just just a small, she's just a woman, and she has very powerful men trying to kill what God has has given her, trying to destroy her child. And so she runs to Egypt, a land where she's a stranger. There's no support system there, right? I mean, she's a stranger. She's a foreigner in a foreign land, and she's doing all of this to obey. She's doing all of this to to be faithful. And then when Herod's dead, the angel says, go back. But even then they're nervous because of Herod's son. And so she raises this child as best as she knows how. And it says often she pondered these things in her heart. You know, things would happen and she'd meditate on those things. And I just imagine, I just imagine that Mary had a very lonely life. I'm sure she was fulfilled, but nobody understood her call. Nobody understood what God had asked her to do. I'm sure she didn't even understand it. And and I don't say this to glorify Mary. I say this that she, because I think she's a wonderful example to us as moms. Okay, maybe okay, we, we our children are definitely different, right? <laughs> I mean, my my children they they're not Jesus, right? They're not the one and only the 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 only begotten Son, but they are an assignment, and they did come from heaven, and they are what God has asked me. They are the precious ones that God has asked me to raise for His glory. And often in this process, we are broken and we see things in us we didn't know were there and we have to face things we don't want to face and we have things people misunderstand us they misunderstand our intentions 
you know, when we're trying to raise our children for, for God, you know, this world is hostile to the things of God. So a lot of times we can feel lonely. We can feel strange or like an outcast. But see, Mary is an encouragement to me because I think, Lord, you know, you chose her because you knew she would do the assignment. You knew she would be faithful. You knew that even when it was hard, that she would protect that little one that you entrusted to her because he was a gift from you. So Lord, let me have that same heart. Let me see these that you've given me, even in their worst moments, even in my worst moments, let me see them as a gift from heaven and as an assignment where I can be faithful. And when you can do that, when we can do that, it makes our job easier. Not easy, but easier, right? Because we know there is a meaning behind this. There is a why here that's more important than the what. And, you know, so many times we, we we want people to tell us what to do, right? We read books. Lord, what do I do here in this situation? Lord, what do I do when my child does this? Lord, what do I do when this happens? But more important than the what is the why, more important than the how, you know, how do I do this, Lord? How do I, how do I train this child for you? Lord, how do I teach this child about you? Lord, how do, how do I pray? More important than the how is the, is the why. Why are we doing this? We're doing this because we love Jesus. We're doing this because we want to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. No, this world is short. You know, we can live for for this world, right? We can try and fit in here. You know, we can try and impress people here. But a hundred years from now, that's not going to matter. And what's going to matter is that we were faithful in what he asked us to do. And he has given us these precious ones to raise for him. Now, you might say, well, how do you know that? Well, if you have one either by birth or adoption or, or by step, then that's your assignment. I'm not saying it's your only assignment, but it's definitely an important one. If he has entrusted you with a child, it's because he knows you have what that child needs by grace with his help. Mary couldn't have done it without him, and neither can we. Mary's job wasn't easy, and neither is ours. But she was faithful to the end, even when it looked like she failed. Don't you think she thought, have I failed when she saw him hanging on that cross? I don't know. But I just can, I cannot imagine the sword that pierced that heart. And so see, sometimes we feel like, Lord, I have just failed. But you've not failed if you've not stopped. You know, if, if you're still serving the Lord, If you're still serving God, if you still have breath in your lungs, there's hope. And God has, he's given you this assignment because he knew you were the right one. And I just want to speak to you mamas out there today, because I know there are some, some have even contacted me who have, have children and you've done your best, but maybe they're not walking with God. You feel like somewhere you have failed. I want to tell you, you've not failed. Pray for those children. You know, we live in a world that is very hostile to the things of God. 
And the enemy is after our children because that is the future, right? That is what he's after. And if you are a Christian mama, God has called you to pray for those sons and daughters. He loves them more than you love them. And as mamas, nobody can pray for them like we can. He says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman is powerful. It's mighty through God. You can pray for those children like nobody else. And God hears your prayer. He says we can come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace in our time of need. You go to the throne of grace and pray for your children. And God will hear your prayer. Don't you give up on those hearts and don't give up on yourself. God says, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, we, we're we going to stand before him one day and we'll say, Lord, here it is. Here's what I did. You know, I messed up here. I didn't do this right. I wish I'd done that different. But, but I tried. I gave you my all, my all. I didn't go and bury it, right? I didn't bury my talent. I used it. And Lord, I just thank you today, Lord, for my for my sisters that are listening today. And I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them and inspire them and help them find their why. Lord, let them hear you call them to this work, that this is a calling and it's a holy calling and it's a good, it's a good calling. Lord, I just bless them today. And I, I pray, Lord God, that you would stir in their hearts, that you would speak to their hearts and give them that inspiration that, Lord, I can't give them, that has to come from above. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for grace. We thank you for these precious ones you've entrusted to us, Lord. And we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.